Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with me for just a couple of minutes. Here, our focus is being better and healthier than yesterday. Are you better? Are you healthier than you were yesterday? Here, we don't compare ourselves to him or to her. We compare ourselves to who we were yesterday. Self-improvement has no end. Health has no finish line. There are lifelong journeys where we take it one day at a time, and here we do it together. So let's do this. Before I get into the main content, if you want to get in contact with me, email and Instagram are the best ways to get in contact. Email me at benpagedc at gmail.com and on Instagram, benpagedc. And if you listen to this, go to Instagram, tag me on the episode, and I'll tag you right back and we get to know each other. I love to get to know the community and I would love to get to know you. So let's get on to the main content. All right, welcome to another great episode of the Wellness Former Podcast. Uh, today, I have a special guest. I'm doing uh, taking a break from the solo shows, and I have a guest. And I, it's a person I've been getting to know over the last year. So this is just for me an awesome opportunity to finally bring him on the show and have him talk to you about what he does. His name is Patrick Hogan, and of course, I'm going to let him give the the introduction. Um, I'll let him introduce himself, and then we'll get into this great conversation that we're going to have about him of course, related to health, but in a special kind of way. So Patrick, welcome to the show. Uh, give your little windy road of a, of a journey of how you got to where you are today to all, the, to all of our listeners. Lovely. Oh, thanks, Ben. It's, a, it's really great to be here um, and to get to chat with you finally. Um, yeah, so I am a, um, a movement and also a training in training to be a life coach as well. Um, and I really specialize mostly with um, restorative exercise and uh, natural human movement techniques uh, to help restore people, you know, back to moving freely, like the way their bodies were designed, really. Um, I, um, my my website and the what the the uh, title that I work with under is uh, in aligned movement and it's kind of putting together all the stuff that I learned over the years and so yeah so what my journey was kind of interesting um, well to me it is because it's my journey but <laughs> um, no really it's like I grew up let's say I grew up doing a lot of outdoor type of activities and a lot of um, really athletic type sports, downhill skiing, rock climbing, um, triathlon. I was really into a lot of the solo type sports. And the thing is I got injured a lot. Um, I really, you know, um, growing up, I had numerous concussions. I tore the ACLs in my knees. I tore my meniscus. I, you know, kind of injured my back at one point. And a lot of it was, I just thought I was kind of like just being too reckless and clumsy and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I was really, you know, grew up in a, in a mo- modality of like really trying to push yourself, like really trying to like exert and push and force your body to do things. And that led me over time to discover yoga um, at which I, which helped me learn how to kind of relax the tensions in my body um, and also to learn, you know, there's just the importance of stretching and regaining mobility in certain areas. And 
and that in itself, you know, then I was like, oh, that, this is really fun. I love this. I'm going to become a teacher, you know? And so I became a yoga teacher for a while, but I noticed even there, I was kind of pushing myself too far, even though that's kind of antithetical to the actual tenets of yoga, you're supposed to, you know, be with yourself and, you know, accept how you are in the moment. But it's all throughout the culture when you see people doing crazy poses and you're just like, ah, oh, I'd like to do that. <laughs> um, so it's easy to hurt yourself there. And I found myself, I found myself pushing myself too far in yoga as well. And I've also seen that in, in a lot of my clients and students too, you know, it's like, well, they either weren't progressing the way, like, you know, after years of like taking classes with me, I'm like, why aren't you actually learning to balance better and things like that. And I found myself getting into other tension patterns where I was kind of hurting. Like I had real terrible sacroiliac joint pain after a while and I couldn't figure it out. And over time I discovered, you know, things that made me feel good again were things like um, MoveNAT, which is um, a system started by a Frenchman named uh, Erwin Lacour, um, which is all about just reclaiming the skills and natural movement. Like what were we, what were we designed to do as humans out in the wild uh, from crawling and running and jumping and climbing and uh, lifting and carrying and like anything that you would have to do just survival in the wild. And our bodies are designed to do because we kind of evolved doing that. And I found that like exploring all that kind of stuff is what brought me back out into nature again and made me discover that you know, moving with my body could just be like play. It could be a lot more about just playing outside and it didn't have to be a regimented or pushed or forced sort of thing. Um, and just to keep going a little bit is then what I discovered though, even there, as I started, you know, working with other clients and teaching people the MoveNAT system and, and natural human movement, um, even there, I felt that a lot of people were unable to do, uh, you know, what I was asking of them or, or they weren't able to progress in certain ways that they thought they should. And it really led me to um, ask, you know, okay, what's missing, you know? And, and what was really kind of amazing is that's when I discovered um, the Nutritious Movement Institute and uh, Katie Bowman's work. And I began studying with her and eventually became a restorative exercise specialist through her uh, school. And that is such, I, to me, that was like bridging, that was the missing link that uh, with all these things like, because it, that was looking at what are our modern day cultural habits? You know, like how are we living in our modern life? And recognizing that our bodies are adapting consistently to that, you know, to those patterns, which includes a lot of like sitting in chairs, a lot of like, you know, specially structured shoes, um, you know, and our entire home environments and work environments are all geared around sitting and not really moving all the joints that we're supposed to be moving all the time. Uh, out of a matter of convenience, but that convenience has led us into an entirely different new body shape that isn't very conducive to, to actually being healthy. <laughs> and so anyway, so, so the restorative exercise system really kind of helped us look at 
helped me look at, oh, the, what the missing link is, is we need to meet people where they are with their bodies and figure out how to help restore their bodies uh, into more optimal like joint ranges of motion and learning new patterns of movement so that they're stable throughout their torso and able to move their hips and shoulders, et cetera. So that then they can go out and do the things like yoga and move mat or whatever sports you wanna do without getting injured. So anyway, so that, I mean, that became this whole long thing. And most recently, it's like what I feel like I've been doing is I've been like kind of backing up the steps, you know, bit by bit by bit to say like, what's the crux of the problem here uh, in us being more optimally healthy? And so most recently I've been, in, I've been exploring life coaching too, because I find that, and you find this in doctor's offices too, like people talk, uh, go to physical therapists and doctors and, and lots of physical therapists and doctors will say, no, it's like we tell people they need to do the things to make themselves healthy, but then they just don't do it. You know, that's one of the biggest problems it's, is finding the motivation and the lifestyle changes that will actually help people get healthier. Um, and if you just, I mean, you can have all the knowledge in the world of how to be healthy, but if you aren't actually living that way or actually doing the things, you know, you're never gonna make the progress. And so the life coaching aspect is my, you know, my newest endeavor where I'm just trying to get at like, what are your kind of inset cultural beliefs and the limiting, your limitations that are in your mind mostly about what it means to exercise or what it means to move well. And um, so that's where I'm at now. It's I'm, I'm working with people kind of like talking to them about how they can adapt to a better movement lifestyle um, using restorative exercise, trying to encourage people to get out into nature more and just trying to free them up to, to have more fun, you know, when, in order to be healthy. Yeah. And so that's really cool. That's, that's kind of how I end off my new book. Um, yeah. Why, why I called my book playing in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally we, remember we, that reading your book. Yeah. We, 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 we've become too serious. Um, a, a lot of the things we should do, even our work, we should consider it play. I mean, it's, it shouldn't be, we shouldn't be so serious that we take the fun out of life because that's what life is. I mean, if it's not fun, what are we doing? And of course yeah, we have absolutely. to be, there, there, there has to be more, there, there's points of being serious or not, but try to make life as, as enjoyable as possible. And your journey is so neat how you started from one and it just kept on moving forward because mm -hmm. the, the, uh, to me personally, I, I believe, yeah, the internal aspect is what will, will kind of form the out, outer aspect. Um, I've, yeah. I've, I've written and I've talked so many times about how the majority of us, even though we don't do it, we know, we understand that movement is really important for our health, but why don't we do it? And, and it, it always comes back to me is like, cause we don't, we don't feel it. We know it. We mm -hmm. don't, we don't feel it. And so why don't we feel it? And the reason we don't feel it is because like you were saying, our, our, our belief systems or how we believe is just not to where we should be. So if we can change those belief systems to say, 
no, I feel that movement is what I should be doing. It won't ever be, at least won't be sustainable. And that's, that's probably what yeah. you, you've seen quite a bit too. So I love how you have gone from step to step to step. And you're at a point where you can truly help people, not just move, but make it into a lifestyle. So why do I move? I move because I need to do this and it helps me do this, that, and that, and that, and then, and then less injury. So that's, that's, a, that's a great journey. And, and, I, and, I, and I imagine you're helping lots of people. But let's, let's go back to that whole movement. So what is, like, what is, can you kind of explain what is natural movement? So what would be natural mu- movement for us as human beings? Yeah, um, you know, movement, it's, natural movement is, uh, is like a really large category and basically if you want to be really simplistic about it it's just everything that your body is capable of doing can be natural movement you know um usually what's because i i I state it like that because usually when we think about movement we just go right to exercise and although exercise is really great it's actually a very small component of the larger uh world of movement itself Um, you know, and you think of exercise itself too as, um, you know, it's kind of like taking a component of movement and trying to do the things of movement that, that we think are healthy. And, and it's sort of like, and uh, Katie Bowman with the Nutritious Movement um, Group, they, they use this, this analogy a lot. It's kind of like how we discovered vitamins as of a part of food and we need these certain vitamins to be healthy. You know, if we lack vitamin C, we're going to get certain ailments. And if we, you know, put the vitamin C in, then, then hopefully we, we don't get the scurvy or whatever. But um, the problem is you can't actually just live on vitamins alone. <laughs> you know, you, you have to have a whole foods diet, which is all natural foods. And you can think of that analogy. It's, it's very akin to what movement is, too, is you have... Um, Exercise very often can be thought of as the, the vitamins of a whole, food, a whole foods movement diet, you know, and very healthy. It's stuff that you need. You need to have it in your diet, but you need to think in a more broad spectrum where you're getting everything in that, that your body is designed to do. So I set that up as like, so there's two ways to think of natural movement. One is through an exercise perspective and two is through just a more holistic perspective um and the holistic perspective really includes everything it's like how your eyes blink you know how the little um follicles in your hair stand up when you get goosebumps you know those are movements that are natural that in in the cellular level your body needs now, from an exercise perspective, though, and, and also just a regular, uh, this is also a lifestyle perspective, uh, natural movement is really all the things that we would be doing if we didn't have all the conveniences of modern life. Um, and that, so to uh, you know, put it in a perspective, like if we didn't have all the chairs that are about a couple feet off the ground, we would spend a lot more time either standing and walking around or going deeper into squats or even sitting all the way onto the floor. 
And each of those different positions requires different joint ranges of motion and different stabilities in the muscles that, that you're using. Um, whereas if you're always in the same sort of chair position, you're not getting all that full spectrum of movement that you could be getting uh, otherwise without that convenience. And the same is happening with like our countertops are all at the same height, our uh, roads and our sidewalks and our floors are all really flat and level. So those are ways in which you might even call it like a cast, like we are limiting the ranges of motion by adding in all these conveniences. Um, so you can think of like natural movement as just putting it into that frame of mind of like, what would, what would I do did I, not have, had, did I not have my car? If I didn't have my car, I would probably have to walk or run or you know, whatever it is, other, other ways to get there. And then ask yourself like, am I capable of walking now? You know, or have I, because of my conveniences, have I, have I lost that capability? You know, am I able to walk 10 miles? Um, and if not, well, maybe that's something that we should be able to, uh, to work on. To, that's when the exercise might come in to go, okay, I've kind of lost that range of motion or that endurance capability. Maybe I need to work on that a little bit to optimize my health. Um, so I'm talking about it from a few different perspectives. One is that holistic, like every single part of motion or, or everything that could move in your body is a natural movement. Um, what we would do in the wild without all our modern conveniences is a natural movement. And then from a coaching and training perspective, we can really break it down into the specifics to actually train our bodies to get stronger. So uh, uh, some good examples are like the categories of motion would be just how do you locomote from one place to another? You, you have a lot of different options. You can go, you can walk, you can run, you can jump, you can crawl, you can climb. Uh, and those are all different ways of moving your body from one place the, to the other. And in a natural movement training, then we, we look at all those categories and go like, okay, are you proficient at that? Do you know the skills and techniques to, to climb a tree? Do you... Are you capable of crawling, you know, for whatever practical purpose, like under a log or something or through a tunnel? Um, is your body capable of doing those things? And then if not, let's, let's figure out what muscle, what sort of range of motions you need to work on or what sort of strength you need to work on. Oftentimes with crawling, for example, it's in the shoulders. You need to like stabilize your shoulders more or mobilize your hips a little more. And so you can really break it down until we can like really figure out, okay, what, what is it that you have that you're not moving enough of? Maybe there's some, some things you're moving too much of in your daily life. And then can we like create an equal balance? One more thing I could say about that, that I love about the natural movement perspective is that all the exercises or training or, or rehabilitation that we might be doing um, you can always put into a practical context. And that's what I love about it. Cause so it's never just like, I'm just lifting a weight for the sake of it. You know, it's like, it, it would be more like, 
am I able to carry a human being from one place to another? Do I have the strength and technique in order to do that if the, the need ever arose? And that could be an emergency situation if someone got, gets injured and you're out in a hike somewhere or just in daily life. Like if you actually wanna pick up your grandkids or your kids and carry your kids around, it's beneficial to know like what kind of technique and strength you need in order to do that without getting injured or and at least to even be able to enjoy it more. <laughs> oh, I love it. And that's, and that just, it just, it just makes, it just makes sense. And I was thinking about my own, my own body when you're talking about that. And I've, I've, uh, I've sprained my ankle, my left ankle a couple of times. And I'm really working on my knee strength at the moment. So I don't have to worry about knee pain in the future. And when I do certain moves, I see that my left ankle has less movement than my right. So I need it. There's, and that's one, and that's something I think we're talking about here is the importance of having the, the same amount of motion and, and the proper amount of motion in, in all of our joints. So that's something I'm working on. It's like, Hey, I got to fix that. I got to help my ankle. And same thing with my, with my wrist, my wrist, I broke a bone in my wrist when I was like six or seven years old. And it's never been completely the same. And it's things that I'm, I've been working on to try and, and return, have those, those full ranges of motion so I could do what I need to do. I mean, yeah, I mean, how many people I imagine listening or that will listen to this that, that probably can't crawl under a log? I mean, they, 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 they I actually, because I, I have my patients always try to try to try to get into the squat position and go all the way down to, into the sitting position. And I would probably say 89% can't even get into that position. And again, these yeah. are, these were, these were all natural movements. These are all, these are all things that we should be able to do, but the majority of the population can't do it because like you said, they're sitting in chairs, the majority of their life, they don't go down to that, to that position. And, and I get into that position and it actually, and it, and it feels good. It's like I'm resting. It's like a it's like a position of rest when I'm into that fully squatted position where 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 my feet are flat, but my legs are bent completely, and I'm able to stand. I'm able to well, basically sit in that position. I guess I don't even know kind of I don't know even how you yeah. call it, but but I've noticed that yes, yeah, so many people don't can't do that, and that is a big hindrance to not only our lifestyle, our ability to live and help others, but an overall health. And I've seen that through, through many patients in my, in, in my, in my clinic, how, how that is so true and how the, how important it is to maintain end range of motion in all of our joints. Yeah. For sure. and, and that's, and that's basically what you're doing. I mean, how do you, how do you usually, so how does it usually start? I mean, what do you, if you're, if you're with a person in, what is what are the first steps because i imagine that's probably what a lot of my listeners are going to want to hear is like so they can start on that path what are some of those first steps to to improving motion improving strength being able to do the normal movements that we should be able to do as human beings yeah absolutely so the first thing like if i were to work with somebody i mean it kind of depends on the the um intensity with which we're going to be working are we going to be working long term or am i going to see you one time um the strategies might be a little bit different but generally what it would be what it i think it's very helpful to take kind of a um a lifestyle assessment 
and just really take a, an honest look at how much you're moving or how much are you being sedentary. And because, and this is one of the things that is often um, misunderstood, especially about exercise. And, you know, there's a, um, people generally classify themselves as either being sedentary or active, you know? So people who are into sports or go to the gym or, you know, or whatever, tend to think of themselves as active people. And then there's people that are like, oh, you know, exercise isn't really for me. I don't really like sports. And, and you know, they might not classify themselves as this, but they might be, other people might classify them as sedentary. Um, and there's like the couch potato or there's the athlete. Now, the interesting thing is that, you know, when people have studied what, how the body actually works is that the body is always getting input from what you're doing in every moment and is adapting to that, to, to the, the actions or the inaction that you're doing in every moment. And so, yes, an hour of, of like going to the gym is great and it's really, and it's good for you and it's better than not doing anything at all. But what they've actually found is that there's a whole category of people that's not just sedentary or active, but there's a lot of people who are with the best intentions doing exercise, but then remaining sedentary for the majority of the day. And if you kind of break it down, you know, like a, in, in uh, proportions, you can say, well, okay, I exercised for an hour, but then I had to go to work and I sat down for eight hours. And then I went, got home and I sat on the couch or at the dinner table or whatever for another couple of hours. And so I end up sitting for, let's just say, you know, 15 hours of the day and exercising, walking or doing whatever else for like one hour. I'm being a little extreme there, but, but those proportions are really, I think what matters to at least recognize is that there's a good saying that, um, that the body doesn't adapt to your best intentions, but to what you do most often. <laughs> and, 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 and real quick, just going back, I think when you said you were might going into an extremes, no, I probably, that's probably the, the normal, what you were explaining. It actually, it probably is kind of normal. <laughs> I mean, yes, you might have the, to walk a little bit here and there, yeah, but. But that's yeah. yeah, probably more of the normal. Yeah. And, you know, and I come from, I was, uh, until recently, uh, we just moved north to the Hudson Valley, but, you know, until recently we lived in New York City. And even in New York City, we're known for moving more than the rest of the, the country in the U.S. here, because it's a very walking city. You have to walk at least to the subway and to the buses and then to your, down the street or whatever. Whereas in a large portion of, at least in the U.S., uh, everything is designed so you can go from your house to your car, to the building you're going to, to where you're going to sit again. And so there might be small bouts of walking, but not very much. Uh, so to round out the point, so that what they found is that there's actually a third category of people that they actually call, it's both, it's active sedentary. And um, where you are getting some exercise, which is good, but you actually, but your body is still adapting to the majority of sedentary time throughout your day. And I just think that's such a really good concept to understand, especially when you first start working and trying to rehabilitate your body for more natural movement, is that it's not that you have to 
be doing high intensity workouts all day long, but you're, all the cells of your body require some amount of movement to stay, you know, um, innervated, to stay alive, to stay uh, healthy. And so what I would do is I would go, let's take a, a, a really honest look at how much time are we actually sedentary? And is there something else that we could do? Whether it's just simply a, a, a change in position. If you're at your desk and you're seated, maybe there's a way to just take breaks every 15 minutes and stand up and, and do a stretch. Maybe there's a way to change to a standing desk. Or my favorite is I actually went to the extreme and I, I just um, got one of these, or I created one of these desks that's just attached to a camera tripod. So I can actually take this plank and put my computer on top of it and raise it up to standing height or lower it all the way down to squatting and sitting on the floor height. <laughs> um, so that's where I would start. I would start with like, okay, here's where we're not moving throughout the day. Let's hone in and see if we can break that up a little bit more and see if we can find little times and places and activities to not overwhelm yourself like and go like, oh no, I need to do a boot camp now, but rather go, okay, I can stand for an extra minute here and an extra minute here. I can take a little extra walk here. Maybe I sit a little lower on the floor, towards the floor. Um, to round out that point, I think if I were to summarize that, I would be instead, uh, see, how can we add more variability of movement and body position throughout the day rather than it being a very homogenous, like I'm always in a seated position or laying down or standing. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and I love how you say how it's, we're always adapting to our environment and that's, and that's, that's yeah. how, that's how health is. And I never really took it back to the movement spectrum either. It's always, I always say that, well, that's, Health-wise, our cells are always adapting to its environment, but it's the exact same thing with, with movement. If we're not moving, yeah, our cells, which will, use, will eventually form tissues, which will eventually form muscles and tendons and ligaments, they're adapting to those, to those, to those positions that we're putting our body in so, so, mm -hmm. so commonly, and it just makes so much sense. And so just, that's a, I think you said, you said it beautifully, just move more put yourself into different positions as much as you can. And I would, and the only thing I would add is try to maintain that end range, put yourself to the yeah. extreme, go as far as you can and hold that for a while. And that's why I think you probably like yoga so much. And I think that's why I like stretching so much is because you keep those end ranges. And to, from what I see with my patients is the moment we start losing those end ranges of motion, that's when the joint starts to wear out. That's where mm -hmm. we start to see wear. And that's where we start to see eventually pain in the joints is because we lose that end range of motion so i love just sure. it, just try to put yourself in those positions in those different positions and and change movement and positions as much as you can throughout the day and i think that's a that's thing i think it's a beautiful start well yeah we could continue and talk for i imagine for for quite a while but so what you're doing now is helping the people with the whole mindset too so let, let's finish off with that um What's one of your, what's one of the first things you do with, with helping people change that mindset and we'll, we'll kind of end there and you can kind of let people know where, where they can get to know you more, Patrick, what they need to do and all that, and all that important stuff. Yeah. 
You know, one of the biggest things uh, is, you know, we, we, we tend to have what I would say like cultural blinders on, like we don't, you know, I think a lot of people, they think exercise and health is one thing and it's like not working for them. And so therefore that it's all or nothing. Um, you know, and this comes back for the, the history of like a lot of our athletics in the last century, you know, used to be, there was a case that where, where a lot of athletics and, and education and thought and, um, and movement was geared exactly on that, on movement rather than a specific sport. But then over time, over the last century, at least, it became a lot more specialized. Like you became, oh, okay, you're good at football. You're good at soccer. You're good at basketball. You're good at downhill skiing, whatever it is. And then people started specializing so much that A, it didn't include their entire physicality. So, so if you were just a bicyclist, there's a lot of specificity in the body. If you, if you do one thing all the time, that's what your body's going to adapt to. And which doesn't actually leave you healthy enough to do other things. So if you could be really great at cycling, but you're probably not that great at walking because <laughs> your hip flexors are kind of adapted and to be tight and whatnot. Anyway, so I'm just saying that that's, that's one mentality of exercise and people then think, oh, I have to do one thing or or uh, if I'm not good at that one thing, then I shouldn't even try. And what I would like to do in mindset is to try to take off some of those blinders and open people up to see like this infinite range of like movements and possibilities that you could be doing. Um, that, and, and the what, what is the guiding factor in that, I think for most people, because you know, what, what's the biggest thing that keeps people from moving is, is motivation is just kind of that inertia and that feeling like ah gosh it just it just feels so tedious to want to get up and go for that jog or whatever or go to the gym and my my hunch is that we could start to get around that issue if we really focused on what your book is talking about and in, in play like if we can go okay what is it that actually makes you feel enthusiastic about doing? What did you like doing as a kid? And how can you start applying that in small ways today, you know? And, and so that's what I like to do in the mindset kind of thing is start to just dig around and find what's, what makes you light up, what makes you feel joyful. And there may be a possibility that the things that are gonna bring you the most health are following those paths of, of joy and of enthusiasm, of excitement and of play, rather than trying to force yourself into a mode of willpower and overpowering your, your procrastination or whatever that is. It's like, okay, let's actually go into that playful nature and you can build a whole health regimen from that. Oh yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a beautiful way to end. Um, because if movement is not, if we're not, we don't, if we don't involve movement in our lives, there's no way we can be healthy. I mean, movement is health. Non-movement is, is sickness. It, it, there's, there's, there's no, Absolutely. there's nothing, there's nothing in between. So if we can find a way to, to enjoy 
what movement is. And, and I personally believe what you say, it should be, it should be a combination of many things because we have to be, we have to be strong in every, in, in, in any situation. I always tell my mm-hmm. patients, well, I always tell my patients that we should try to get to the point where if it needs to be, we should be able to run a mile. I mean, we should be yeah. able to do that. We, you, cause what if you have to, and you can't, I mean, we should get to the point where yeah. we should be healthy enough where we can do certain things, carry certain things, run, walk, do these things just, just to be of service to others. Because a lot of times yes. when it comes to be, when it comes on to us and we can't do it, we just feel terrible in the first place and not being able to serve others is, is, is why we're here. We're here to try to serve others as the best way as possible. And when we don't have health, we don't have the proper movements. We can't do certain things. It, it, it just doesn't happen. So movement is health. And I'm, I'm so glad to have you on the show and, and just, just talk a little bit about this stuff. I mean, I know we could talk such about other things. We'll have to come have you come back on and continue to talk about these great, about the importance of movement and mindset and how we can move more. But yeah, thanks so much for coming on and talking to us about the importance of, of movement. Again, where can people find you, Patrick? Where, where can, where's the best place to, to get hold of you? Uh, yeah, you can get onto my website. It's um, in aligned movement. That's I N A L I G N E D movement dot com. So in aligned movement dot com, and uh, you can also find me on Instagram. It's just uh, Patrick Og Patrick O G at uh, yeah, on Instagram, and I do a lot of like you know movement stuff there too, of just kind of playing in nature, which is kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, you know, those are the two main places. And that's where I got to know you is on Instagram. I mean, eh, you've had, you actually have some great, you have some great posts and I love how you're always walking barefoot. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's, yeah that's, the, that's my MO. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's how we all, sh- I mean, I personally, but that's how we all should be. I mean, that there's so much, there's so much good to it. I mean, not just, not just movement wise, but there's so much good to it that we should all be be walking barefoot or I'll have all that in my in my show notes so they'll have the website there you can go straight to my show notes you can get all that all that great stuff and get to know Patrick and I'm pretty sure he can help you out me just talking to him he's helped me out so again Patrick thanks for coming (laughs) on I I I appreciate your time and hopefully we can do this again get a little bit more in depth oh I would really love it yeah thank you so much it's been great talking to you what an episode I had a blast chatting with Patrick But what I need you to do now is take a screenshot. Take a screenshot and post this on Instagram, tagging me, and I'll tag you right back. Share this with all of those that you know need to hear this. And, well, until next time, stay strong.